Chapter 5 of The Social Cancer A Complete English Version of Noli Me Tangere from the Spanish of José Rizal by Charles Darbyshire. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Avaí in November 2011. Chapter 5 A Star in a Dark Night Ibarra went to his room, which overlooked the river, and dropping into a chair gazed out into the vast expanse of the heavens spread before him through the open window. The house on the opposite bank was profusely lighted, and gay strains of music, largely from stringed instruments, were borne across the river even to his room. If the young man had been less preoccupied, if he had had more curiosity and had cared to see with his opera-glasses what was going on in that atmosphere of light, he would have been charmed with one of those magical and fantastic spectacles, the like of which is sometimes seen in the great theatres of Europe. To the subdued strains of the orchestra there seems to appear in the midst of a shower of light a cascade of gold and diamonds in an oriental setting, a deity wrapped in misty gauze, a sylph enveloped in a luminous halo, who moves forward apparently without touching the floor. In her presence the flowers bloom, the dance awakens, the music bursts forth, and troops of devils, nymphs, satyrs, demons, angels, shepherds and shepherdesses dance, shake their tambourines, and whirl about in rhythmic evolutions, each one placing some tribute at the feet of the goddess. Ibarra would have seen a beautiful and graceful maiden, clothed in the picturesque garments of the daughters of the Philippines, standing in the centre of a semicircle made up of every class of people, Chinese, Spaniards, Filipinos, soldiers, curates, old men and young, all gesticulating and moving about in a lively manner. Padre Damaso stood at the side of the beauty, smiling like one especially blessed. Fray Sibilla, yes, Fray Sibilla himself, was talking to her. Doña Victorina was arranging in the magnificent hair of the maiden a string of pearls and diamonds, which threw out all the beautiful tints of the rainbow. She was white, perhaps too much so, and whenever she raised her downcast eyes there shone forth a spotless soul. When she smiled so as to show her small white teeth, the beholder realized that the rose is only a flower, and ivory but the elephant's tusk. From out of the filmy piña draperies around her white and shapely neck there blinked, as the Tagalogs say, the bright eyes of a collar of diamonds. One man only in all the crowd seemed insensible to her radiant influence, a young Franciscan, thin, wasted and pale, who watched her from a distance, motionless as a statue and scarcely breathing. But Ibarra saw nothing of all this. His eyes were fixed on other things. A small space was enclosed by four bare and grimy walls, in one of which was an iron grating. On the filthy and loathsome floor was a mat upon which an old man lay alone in the throes of death, an old man breathing with difficulty and turning his head from side to side as amidst his tears he uttered a name. The old man was alone, but from time to time a groan or the rattle of a chain was heard on the other side of the wall. Far away there was a merry feast, almost an orgy, 
A youth was laughing, shouting, and pouring wine upon the flowers amid the applause and drunken laughter of his companions. The old man had the features of his father, the youth was himself, and the name that the old man uttered with tears was his own name. This was what the wretched young man saw before him. The lights in the house opposite were extinguished, the music and the noises ceased, but Ibarra still heard the anguished cry of his father calling upon his son in the hour of his death. Silence had now blown its hollow breath over the city, and all things seemed to sleep in the embrace of nothingness. The cock-crow alternated with the strokes of the clocks in the church towers and the mournful cries of the weary sentinels. A waning moon began to appear, and everything seemed to be at rest, even Ibarra himself, worn out by his sad thoughts or by his journey, now slept. Only the young Franciscan, whom we saw not so long ago standing motionless and silent in the midst of the gaiety of the ballroom, slept not, but kept vigil. In his cell, with his elbow upon the window-sill and his pale, worn cheek resting on the palm of his hand, he was gazing silently into the distance, where a bright star glittered in the dark sky. The star paled and disappeared, the dim light of the waning moon faded, but the friar did not move from his place. He was gazing out over the field of Bagumbayan and the sleeping sea at the far horizon, wrapped in the morning mist. End of chapter 5